Welcome back, Spiritual Crusaders. Hopefully you are having an amazing day. I know I am because it's my birthday today. So uh, it's been a great, great morning. Quick little story. My second youngest, she is a huge, huge daddy's girl. And she loves to, I mean, she's, you know, stuck to, stuck to my hip all the time when I'm home. But in the morning, she always wakes me up, you know, bright and early to make her breakfast and to play with her and things like that. Anyway, this morning I'm sleeping and and she comes in and she says, hey, dad, did you like my present that I gave you already? <laughs> I was a little bit confused. I'm like, what? I don't know what present you gave me. She says, I let you sleep in. That was my present to you. <laughs> so it was it was awesome. It was awesome. So that was very, very kind and generous of her. But uh, so it's, uh, it's it's been a good, good morning so far. Well, the Spiritual Crusade um, program for Come Follow Me has shifted a little bit. Um, we have Debbie is is pregnant now, so she is going to um, just step away from the videos just for a little bit. Sherry's going to go ahead and take over for her, and Sherry's doing a great and amazing job. She also does the weekly challenge as well, and then I do the ponderize and the commentary um, section of that. So, uh, also with the with the ponderize, be sure when you go and visit the post, the very first. Um, picture quote that's on there that's going to be for a tablet version so you can put that on your screen for your tablet or your home screen or whatever and then at the very bottom of the post is going to be the one for your phone so definitely go and and, and uh, put those add those to your phone and then put them on your wallpaper so you can enjoy the ponderized scripture all day um, or all week sorry so the ponderized scripture for this week is alma it's actually kind of this week last week i'm a little bit behind sorry about that but Last week, I mean, uh, it's uh, Alma thirteen thirteen, and it says, And now, my brethren, I would that ye should humble yourselves before God and bring forth fruit, meat for repentance, that ye may also enter into that rest. And then I love the picture that I paired with this. And this is a picture, it just it's, uh, has kind of like, a, almost like a, a little celestial city in the background. So I don't know, it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool looking. But let me just let me jump into the ponderized scripture here and kind of talk about this. It's so powerful. Just the entire chapter of Alma 13 is just jam-packed. It's just amazing. And there's so much just amazing goodness, deep doctrine in these verses. You know, we could write chapters on them. But today we're going to just kind of scratch the surface. But ultimately, I believe that this verse contains some of the biggest key factors to unlocking the whole entire chapter. The first key is to humble yourselves before God. This is the first key because everything else hinges from this point. Humility, or being humble, is the opposite of pride. Ezra Taft Benson said, essentially, pride is a my will rather than thy will approach to life. The opposite of pride is humbleness, meekness, submissiveness, or teachableness. So I went ahead and defined what humble is, and that's defined by the Oxford Dictionary. The first definition is having or showing a modest or low estimate of one's own importance. The second, and this is of an action or thought, offered with an Affected by a modest estimate of one's own importance. The third is of low social, administrative, or political rank. And the fourth, speaking of a, of a thing, 
of modest pretensions or dimensions. So humility is not just lip service, merely saying one thing while feeling differently in our hearts. For example, one may act respectful and obedient in front of their manager and yet feel differently in their heart and even act differently when their manager is not present. This is not humility. For one to be humble, the same respectful and obedient heart and actions would prevail regardless of whether their manager was around or not. Humility is a state of being. Likewise, pride is pride, regardless of how one might package it or dress it up. We must be very careful not to justify our beliefs and our actions based on the wisdom of the world, ignorantly confining God into parameters that are set forth by man. Luckily, the great Abraham of old was humble and did not confine God into any worldly parameters when he was commanded to sacrifice his son Isaac. He understood and lived these teachings from the Lord. This is in Isaiah 58, 8-9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. This type of humility leads us to the next key, which is to bring forth fruit, meat for repentance. The wording here is just amazing. Our fruit is the, con- is, is the consequence, the result, or product of our thoughts, desires, and actions. Quote, ye shall know them by their fruits, close quote. That's Matthew seven sixteen. I also found it interesting to compare fruit to meekness. In plants and humans, fruit is something that is produced and given to others for their benefit and enjoyment. Similarly, meekness is our attitude toward others, while humility is our state of being or attitude toward oneself. Both fruit and meekness are an outward representation of what is inside and is intended for the benefit and enjoyment of others. So we first humble ourselves before God, then we start to produce the fruit of meekness. This meekness is vital to our repentance because as we repent, we will have to be meek towards all those that we have hurt or offended, and most importantly, toward God. With humility and meekness working together, they initially provide the breeding ground for godly sorrow, and then we then they allow us to be shaped and molded into so much more. Bruce R. McConkie wrote this, quote, Few virtues have such inherent worth as meekness. For the meek are the God-fearing and the righteous. They are the ones who willingly conform to the gospel standards, thus submitting their wills to the will of the Lord. They are not the fearful, fearful, the spiritless, the timid. Rather, the most forceful, dynamic personality who ever lived, who drove the money changers from the temple and with violence threw down their merchandising equipment. That's in uh, Matthew 21, 12 through 13, said of himself, I am meek and lowly in heart. Matthew eleven twenty nine. He continues, meekness <coughs> sorry, is a fruit of the spirit. <coughs> That's Galatians five twenty three. The Lord has said, 
that his grace is sufficient for the meek in this life, and that eternity, in eternity, they shall have an inheritance in the celestial kingdom. As we, and close quote, as we strive to be humble, meek, and repent fully, God in turn shapes, molds, and begins to prepare us for the final key that we may also enter into that rest. What is the rest that is spoken of? It is having an inheritance in the celestial kingdom. This can be given to us in the next life, or if we do not delay, but are obedient and diligent, we can receive it here in this life. This is called having one's calling and election made sure and receiving the second comforter. Joseph Smith explains this process so well in these words, quote, The other comforter spoken of is a subject of great interest and perhaps understood by few of this generation. After a person has faith in Christ, repents of his sins, and is baptized for the remission of his sins and receives the Holy Ghost by the laying on of hands, which is the first comforter, then let him continue to humble himself before God, hungering and thirsting after righteousness, and living by every word of God, and the Lord will soon say unto him, Son, thou shalt be exalted. When the Lord has thoroughly proved him, and finds that the man is determined to serve him at all hazards, then the man will find his calling and election made sure. Then it will be his privilege to receive the other comforter, which the Lord hath promised to the saints, as is recorded in the testimony of St. John in the 14th chapter, from the 12th to the 27th verses. Close quote. If we will but order our lives to qualify for this rest here and now, oh, what a glorious testimony we will bear. Oh, what great peace we will bring into countless, countless lives. Oh, what miracles will, be, will we perform in his name. And oh, what power we will yield as we are instruments in his hands, as we bring his children unto him with power and glory. I have loved studying about this Ponderized Scripture. It is so powerful. And the Spirit bare, bore testimony to me and opened up my understanding and, and my alignment as I studied these this uh, this Scripture. So I hopefully you enjoy the, this Ponderized uh, commentary here today and come back for next week for another Ponderized Scripture. So have a good one. Thanks. Bye.